Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Oh, shoot. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello world, this is TJ Morris, ET Radio with American Communications Online, veteran-owned by Thomas R. Becker and Teresa J. Morris. We're here tonight to bring you the Allied Command discussion on extraterrestrials. We have with us tonight my regular co-host, Janet Carol Lesson, on Portal Stargate on Revolution Radio, and a Mad Painter and she both have other shows and uh, we're going to all work together and see how this goes. We've been doing this about eight years. We're real excited that Dr. Bruce Cornett, Ph.D., has joined us. And he is going to help us with uh, some very interesting topics that uh, Dr. Uh, Cornett has worked on in his books. And these include UFOs and extraterrestrials. And tonight we're going to extend that to alien hybrids. With Janet Carol Lesson of her group and my group together, we started in 2014 called Alien Contact Organization with Dr. Bruce McAbee. So uh, at first, let me get uh, Janet on here to introduce herself, and I'm going to turn the show over to a mad painter. Uh, well, a mad painter, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself first, please? Uh, I'm a mad painter, also known as uh, Thomas R. Becker, and... Uh... I'm a, I don't know how to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're an author, a painter, you're the director of ACO Association, and you're my partner in American Communication Online, which we offer a holding company for <laughs> managing radio stations. How's that? <laughs> and for me, I'm just me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're just the guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just the guy just behind the, the guy. Behind scenes. <laughs> I'm, He's modest. That's why I like him so much. Well, let me see if I can get Janet. Here, He will moderate our show today because Janet and I are going to participate with Bruce and two newbies to our company. Janet Carol Lesson, would you like to introduce yourself out of Hawaii? Uh, you're on mute. Unmute. Can you unmute? Okay, Janet. <laughs> okay, that's not coming through. Okay, well, let's try this one more time. Nine one five. Is that GD you, Doctor Bruce? Problem Port connecting with us. Okay. Can you hear me? Janet. Yeah, Janet's having trouble. Is this Doctor Cornett? This is Doctor Cornett. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I'll have to have Janet call back in. Uh, I'm not sure uh, why she's not coming through. But, she's uh, coming Dr. through. She can, she, she can she's call me Skype. on Skype. 
All right, tell uh, Bruce if you have a contact with her, tell her to call a Mad because from Hawaii she's not connecting. She seemed to be coming through on Studio B, so I didn't want to. Uh, she connected to Studio B instead of a Mad Painter. <laughs> a Mad, yeah, I, I, think I didn't answer hijack, it. I think they hijacked Studio B over at the other station. Let me go check. Uh, right. Oh. Okay, well, uh, everybody, we'll get this together in a minute. Okay, uh, Janet will be here in a moment. So, well, let's start with uh, Ahmed. Did you need to check on the other station while we're here? I'm doing it right now. I can do it at the okay. same time. Okay, well, he's going to be in charge once we That's get the whole done. team here. In the chat room. Okay, Dr. Bruce Cornett, would you like to introduce yourself briefly, please? Give us an idea of who you are. Okay. Your background. Um, uh, I am a, a scientist, a geologist, uh, with three degrees uh, from uh, University of Connecticut and Penn State University. I've uh, got a Ph.D. in geology and palynology, which is study of fossil spores and pollen. I worked for more than a decade in the oil industry, uh, using my profession, and then uh, the uh, then I re basically went on to work at Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory in Palisades, New York, on their coring project in the Newark Basin. And uh, then in uh, in the 1990s, I uh, late 1990s, I uh, uh, essentially retired. Um, so here I am, 20 years later. Uh, Working on a project on uh, projects that uh, are out of this world, literally. Um, I went from looking down at the ground for rocks to looking up in the sky for uh, unidentified flying objects. Thank you. And would you like to uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the group that we're with ACO Association and UFO Association under our ACO Press Club? So would you like to uh, tell us a little bit about the little club that you have been going to a meeting? Uh, we'd like to help uh, make sure people know how to find that. And we will uh, list you, Dr. Cornett, on our UFO Association with uh, Robert Harbor with a B, not a V, right? And then we will get your guest on for tonight and probably have them back at a later date to discuss more of their lives. But uh, tonight is a discussion. Yes. Janet and Hiro oh. has joined us. Oh, good. Janet. Okay. Janet Carolesson, uh, Dr. Yeah, Bruce, stand by. Janet, mm -hmm. go ahead and introduce yourself in Hawaii, and then we're going to let Bruce introduce uh, his people from Texas. Go ahead, Janet. All right. <laughs> well, I'm Janet Carolesson, co-host, um, coming to you live from Maui, Hawaii. And I, I don't want to take a lot, a lot of time because we have a lot of people here today. We have Dave Cornett, Jenny Vasquez, Robert Harvard, uh, Janet Carolissa, Teresa J. Morris, Thomas Abad Painter, and uh, Becker, and uh, Hiro from the U.K. So we have a lot of people here today, so I don't want to take a lot of time. But you can look on AquarianRadio.com, and we have bios on all of our guests today. And uh, we're going to do a roundtable, and we've got a lot of things to talk about. So... Back to you, TJ, if you want to introduce. I don't know who, where you started. We were trying to get on. Oh, did you say Jenny's Hiro? Got, um, Jenny? Yes, we have a lot of people here today. We have Hiro and Thomas Becker, and so we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. So let's get right down to it. And uh, 
and uh, cover all as much as we can because we only have two hours. Dr. Bruce Cornett. I only have two hours. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dr. TJ. Bruce, would you introduce uh, Robert and Jenny and how you met them, please? Well, certainly. Um, uh, Robert uh, Harbor and Jenny Harbor, I uh, met in El Paso, Texas, uh, several uh, months ago uh, at a special meeting uh, run by Eloise um, Gonzalez. Uh, she uh, formed the uh, Mount Franklin UAP group, which meets about once a month, near the end of the month, at the Ruby Restaurant on uh, Mesa. And uh, we um, discussed all sorts of uh, uh, personal sightings. And um, uh, I met Robert and Jenny there. And uh, we became friends. There's some kind of feedback. Yeah. Is someone should be fine now. Iro needed to mute was all. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, so doctor, go ahead. Right. My, my personal experiences go back to my childhood uh, abduction experiences and my uh, uh, contact experiences with uh, extraterrestrials uh, began uh, really in in about 1992. Uh, but uh, Robert and Jenny, uh, they started awakening to their abduction experiences in 2015, and they've had quite an extraordinary uh, set of experiences, and they even uh, have um, have uh, two children, one who was born a hybrid and another was on the way, that were, um, uh, they, they were told that they were going to uh, raise these children. And uh, I've met Aurora, and she's an extraordinary child, about one years old. And uh, they, uh, Robert and Jenny have uh, many personal experiences and contact experiences, and they need to describe what they have been through in the last uh, four years um, that has completely changed their lives. Okay, thank you. Now, I'm going to turn the show over, Janet, to our general manager, Thomas R. Becker. Uh, folks, we call him a mad, if you hear that. There's a long story behind that, but a mad has running uh, two stations right now, but he's got a board that I can't see. And, Janet, he's agreed uh, to let all of us just take uh, the talking stick, so to speak, and he's going to monitor. So, Janet, I'm going to mute until a question comes up for me. We'll do the rotation discussion of questions. So, Matt, to you, and you can let Robert and then Jenny he, introduce themselves. TJ, he's always perfect at that. That passing the stick, he's always perfect at that. He's like, um, like he, he never gets angry. A man, I do get angry. That never gets angry. Well, he gets angry, but he doesn't show it. And like a, a, yeah, a mad painter, a mad painter, a mad painter. Yes. Is Robert on Let's the get line this yet? rolling, Janet. Yes. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Um, Janet, uh, you go ahead and start it off and get a question going. Okay. So uh, we have a panel here. 
And our first question for Robert, uh, I guess start with Robert and Jenny. Uh, do you have hybrid ch children? And how do you know that they're, what makes you believe that they're hybrid children? So Jenny okay. and Robert. Um, we do have a hybrid child. And one on the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. How uh, do you know that know they're is... hybrid children? What makes you believe that? Well, um, go ahead. I uh well I I guess I should start. Uh, my name is, of course, Robert Harbor, and I'm a truck driver. I never believed in UFOs or or ETs or anything, and I'll I'll make this short. But uh, all of a sudden, I started having uh, experiences that I couldn't explain. I mean, I, I was uh, awoken in the middle of the night, literally floating above the bed about two feet, and then being dropped on the bed. Um, and I thought these were just dreams at first until one time the dog was sleeping in the bed with me and I was dropped down on the dog and the dog yelped, woke everybody up in the house. Um, so I've, I've had a lot of experiences during that time that I just couldn't explain. And I started going to, uh, well, first I contacted um, Annie Getchman from uh, MUFON and um, I, I, I love dogs as well. Let me just say I love dogs as well. The dog was sleeping in the bed with you. I, I love dogs too. But like, let's get yeah. back back to me finally. But yes, yeah, she was right on my back. You know, when I went to sleep, but you know, when I when I landed, I landed on top of the covers on top of her. But uh, I I wasn't sure what was going on, but you know I I said well you know um, I've heard of MUFON and I know that they um, investigate UFO stuff and I hadn't seen a UFO or anything, but I thought well maybe this is something in their realm. So it wound up that uh, Annie Getchman sent me to Dr. Joe Lules, uh, who also lived in El Paso, um, and he uh, started doing regressions with me to help me recover the memories of what had happened. And um, I, I didn't want to believe it at first, of course. I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, this is a little, little uh, too far out for me. But as we kept doing regressions, and then uh, he sent me to Dr. Barbara Lamb out in San Diego, and I started learning more and more. And then... Um, we uh Jenny started having um experiences too when we started dating and um she has uh I think I I don't know if you got the pictures but I sent the pictures the injection mark that she got on her leg uh my daughter discovered uh implants yeah, I got a in my ear I'm, I'm, I got right. a bunch of pictures that I'm putting them up on the website now so bear with me so um, a little bit behind, okay. but go ahead. So you got a bunch of pictures, and we'll explain them. Continue. And the ET started coming uh, more often. And uh, now, before Jenny had actually gotten pregnant, she was she had not been able to get pregnant before then. At least you know, um, she wasn't. She she. I mean, she couldn't get pregnant. I don't know why. We never went to a doctor to find out why, but, you know, all of a sudden they started coming to me and telling me 
um, that Jenny was going to get pregnant and that we were going to have a special child is what they told me at first. And then they, uh, as we got closer and closer to her conceiving, they told me it was going to be a hybrid child. And I had no idea what a hybrid child was. I, I really had no information about, you know, the How whole UFO field. Uh, during uh, my abductions, uh, either during the abductions or or during my sleep, uh, both, because they told me several times because I, I guess I was stubborn and didn't want to believe it. <laughs> so... Uh, and then when I did, okay. uh, you, you, did, you did say you were a truck driver. You said you were a truck driver. I assume that's stubborn. And you must have like yeah. mega S T E R M in that, but the conceiving, the con- it was conceived. And like, and for like, a, like, a, and like it's alien as well. Like, oh my gosh. How is yeah. that for you? How does that fit into the world? Anyway, sorry. I'm stopping you. Sorry. Karen. No, no, no. No, that's fine. Um, it, it it didn't fit in my world at all. That was the thing. I'm like, I, I know nothing about this. I've never, uh, before this, I'd never watched a show on UFOs or gone to any conferences or anything. I, I knew nothing except, you know, people, you know, I've heard stories of uh, other truck drivers because truck drivers love to talk. And, you know, they tell you all kinds of stories. And I've heard truck drivers say, oh, I saw this UFO in the sky or whatever. And I just, oh, okay, you know, great. <laughs> I have no idea, you know, but as I did more regressions and start, and I started studying, I mean, uh, as soon as I realized when my daughter found the implant in my left ear is when I started studying this and taking it serious. And that was before Jenny got pregnant. And the way she discovered wow. it was they had put the implant in a year before I found out during a regression and uh, my middle daughter, um, Deborah, was with me, and we were in Tucumcari, New Mexico, at a Love's truck stop. And we had gone in in the morning to take a shower, and we met up after we took our showers and got a bite to eat and went out to the truck. And we got out to the truck, and we usually pray before we eat. And as I'm praying, I'm hearing this beeping in my left ear. And I thought, okay, I told, I stopped praying. I said, Deborah, I think your watch is going off. This is a very high pitched beep. And uh, she, uh, she said, no, my watch is on silent. I said, well, one of the tablets, the phone, something. And she said, no, the tablets are in the other truck because I had two trucks at the time. And uh, anyway, the, uh, she was sick and she wound up coughing and, and this, left ear just rang back so loud I had to jam my finger in my ear and we happened to be delivering to Walmart that day so uh, as we delivered to Walmart I told her I'm going to get some earplugs put in this ear because from that point on it was just ringing every time I heard a loud noise or a high pitched noise it was ringing and the beep was constant and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from and then um she was standing beside yeah, that, me that, in the that, Walmart. That's amazing, but that, that's not necessarily that's not necessarily the implant. That's like people talking to you, and like a like a when you when you please don't finish the story. And I am always interrupting, but like I want to know how do you see your child as the the new one, the new type after after you finish your story. 
I don't, I'm always interrupting. Sorry. Okay, no problem. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, as Walmart, they were announcing stuff on the intercom because it was right before Christmas. This happened um, at the end of November or beginning of December of 2015, I think. And uh, this thing, my, Deborah was standing on my left side, and this thing rang so loud that my daughter could hear it. And she told me she heard it. And I said, oh, my gosh. So I told her I got to get one of those little scopes that doctors use. And she told me they sell it there at Walmart. And we went and got one. And when we got home later that day, she looked in my ear, and she just kept looking. And she kept asking, what am I looking for? I said, I don't know, but there's something in my ear, and it's ringing. And she kept looking, and all of a sudden, she just goes, there it is. I'm like, what? She says, I don't know, but I can see it. I said, see what? See what? And she said it looked metallic, and um, it was very, very reflective, and that's why it's better to see it live than on the pictures. The pictures I sent, it's so reflective, and it's not earwax. <laughs> I mean, everyone has looked at it, including uh, Dr. Lamb and Dr. Lules, and uh, Dr. Cornette's seen it too. Um, it's, not, it's not earwax. It is something uh, metallic, and then... Um, and it's and it's attached right near the eardrum. And uh, but to get mm. to the part about how did, did you, how did I you know want it removed? Did you want did you want it removed no. or did you want it to stay there part of you? No, in fact, I researched Doctor Lear, who was the only one that did implant removals that I know of. I didn't want it removed, but I thought maybe he would know what it was. As at as I did the research and realized, you know that these experiences were real, I, uh, I started to get a little bit of understanding that whoever put this in, whatever it's for, it's very high technology, and there's a reason they put it in there. And no, I, I, to this day, I don't want it removed. It still beeps constantly. It's, it's constantly beeping. But they did come at one point and at least cut the volume back. But Have they you told ever me gone it's... to a regular medical doctor? Have you ever gone to a regular medical doctor and ha- had them look at it? Uh, well, I get a physical every two years because I'm a truck driver. And um, mm-hmm. most of the time when they do the physical, they quickly look in your ear and then they're they're done, you know. So I don't mention it to the doctors <laughs> if they notice it. I'm going to pretend like I have no idea what they're talking about because the last thing I want is, you know, to start uh, letting, you know, because the medical profession, you know, they, they, when everything, anything strange or anything like that comes up, they have to report it. And it's like, I don't want it reported. <laughs> you know, well, I don't Dr. want to have okay, okay. Uh, Dr. Lewis, if you eliminated doctor. that it was something, it, right. It would be okay. nice to just eliminate that isn't uh, just something normal. So this is kind of like gathering evidence for this phenomenon. Uh, I have a, a hole in my head from my implant uh, in the sinus. So I, I went to a medical doctor, and they, I didn't say I've got this going, you know, that being, I didn't say I was being abducted and stuff like that, but they came back with x-rays. So I got some proof, like there was something going on that was not normal. 
and we're just just looking for some physical evidence of this phenomenon. So I don't think they're going to do anything right. to you. The, most often they just uh, they go here. This yeah. is a curiosity. I don't know why this is going on. And she handed me the. I, I should have got a copy of the uh, X-rays, but you know, at least I got to see what's going on. So that was validation. Mm, uh, okay, back uh, to you. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Bruce. Bruce, do you have a question? Uh, right. I was just saying that Dr. Lule, who uh, is part of the uh, UAP group here, is a medical doctor, <clears throat> and um, he showed it to uh, to Robert, right? Or Robert showed it to him. Yeah, I showed it to him. Mm-hmm. He's the only. Well, what did he say? I, I, well, his doctorate is in. Um, he's not. He's not a, a medical doctor. I don't believe. He's uh, he's got his doctorate in. Uh, uh, radio communication and something. Like he was a pilot uh, for the military back in uh, Vietnam, and then he got his doctorate. Mm. But I don't think it's a medical doctor. But he's he's a yeah, he's, he's a UFO he's researcher. Yeah, medical doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but and and, uh, and Barbara Lamb is not a doctor. She's a uh, licensed psychotherapist. Licensed. She's not a, a doctor, so um, I just don't want anybody to get in trouble yeah. by using the wrong label. Cause yeah, she's not a medical doctor, but she has on. her – right, she has a doctorate in – She's a liar. Oh, goodness. She's, not a medical doctor, Janet, correct. That, that is still a doctor, but it's different to a medical doctor. is very different, yes. A, a big farm right, is Right, I'm saying thing. we don't want to call like, – um, someone an MD when they're not um, my husband is a PhD in anthropology and psychology but he can't call himself right. a medical doctor so that's all I'm, I'm just exactly. clarifying that's, you know, that's, what, that's exactly Janet that's what people think they think medical doctors don't understand the difference and and, and like uh, what, what he's saying there is like, it's like, like he, he didn't want the medical doctor messing around with his ear he's perfectly happy right. to do that there yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. I don't okay yeah, so I've not showed it to a medical doctor. Like I say, uh, uh, um, Dr. Lules is a doc. He has his doctorate, but it's not in medicine. It is in radio communication and oh, I can't remember now. But he's a he's a UFO researcher and he's written some books. They're about ten years old now, but he um, he's written a couple of books: um, The God Hypothesis and Rulers of the Earth. So. Yeah, he's a researcher, and that's why I met with him, because he's also a um, a certified hypnotherapist. And his and his books. What was his name again? Say his name again uh, one more Dr. time. Joe Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. L e w e l l s. Oh, well, okay, and he's written two books. Okay. He sounds like you might be an interesting yeah. guest for us to have sometime. Yes. Oh, yeah. He is a very okay. he's a very nice man. I I like working with him, just like Dr. Bruce there. He's a very nice guy, and I, I really like working with him, too. Be careful with that word, nice, Mr. Truck Driver. <laughs> nice means idiot. <laughs> <laughs> No, nice doesn't mean idiot. <laughs> oh, it does. No, I'm not gonna. I, I don't, I'm not I, gonna I, put I, that I meaning on that. Janet, I, I, I don't want to irritate you with that. It does. It means idiot. I don't. I don't want to do. 
Everyone calls me nice, and they quite correct in calling me idiots. Well, we hadn't heard from <laughs> TJ yet. Yeah, TJ, are you still there? Are you alive? We haven't heard from Jenny yet. you have any questions, TJ, for the, the, the group here? We're still, no. we're still on the first question. Do you have a hybrid children, and why do you think they're hybrid? So your, your child, what kind of uh, what? characteristics does she that make you think she's hybrid? Um, so TJ had hybrid children. TJ. Do you, do you do you have hybrid children, and what makes you think yes. that they're hybrid children? Tell us about your hybrid Why children. Why do I totally, know that? Totally, yeah. totally important, Janet. Totally important, Janet. Totally important, and maintain that question in your head. But, like, um, you are not a truck driver. That is your job. You are not a truck driver. <laughs> but, like, answer what Janet has asked you. Okay. I have been a truck driver. I think you meant that towards yeah, Robert, but yes, no. I have been a truck driver. TJ has been a truck driver as well. <laughs> yes. He's a so, truck yeah. driver. Mm. Yes, over the road, I've been in all 48 states, Mexico, and I enjoyed it immensely, and I did it eight years straight, and I did some teaming, and I did some training. I was a trainer for Covenant Transports. I got the training certificate, and I worked inside U.S. Express as a trainer for 135 truck drivers, and I could talk to all 135 if I needed to, but basically one-on-one -on, -one on their satellite command SATCOM in their, in their trucks. So I was back when we first started getting all those on our trucks. I'm old, but anyway, to the extraterrestrials, I always felt like I was guided because of my family condition. Uh, with me personally, with those off planet, and uh, having the first experience dying. But I have admitted to uh, one that I lost. <clears throat> I had Angela, the one that lives with me now. She's now 51. She was born March 25th, 68. And she and her sister Stephanie, I believe, are full blown NASA children, Irish. They uh, don't show any ET hybrid abilities, however. They've seen them, and they've seen UFOs, and they have been talked to by ETs. And I have a picture in a book or on the back of one of the books because Stephanie took the picture right here in Gulf Breeze. And she said a voice told her to send this to your mother. Now, most of my life as an ET, walk-in hybrid type individual. What is it, what is it the picture of? What's the picture of? A UFO. Did you, did you a UFO the pictures up. What is the uh, UFO? Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's a go ahead. spacecraft, not of Earth origin, that was uh, interdimensional, and it shows it changing. So it's it's out there, and it's on the back of, uh, I think it's UFOs and extraterrestrials, or alien UFO contact, maybe. But anyway, and then uh, they, uh, they're very they're empathic, intuitive, but they don't like to talk about them, and uh, because of their jobs, they steer away from that type of stuff. So the closest I've been able to get them to go to a metaphysical conference here at Navarre down the street when Gigi was alive. But I think and, uh, Janet would like me to mention Gigi, and I told Amanda, well, Ginger Teresa right. Parrish is now deceased. She, did, she uh, was born January 27th, 1974. And just died recently, March 16th, 
2019. Sorry, I still get choked up about it. It's, it's nothing I can do about it. I've done my best to clear my chakras and do all the things we do in the what's called the ascension age, meaning we know we're interdimensionals and we're all traveling in space and we're not, you know, we know we're on this orb and we're traveling with the galaxy and that we're all rhythms and vibrations. You know that, TJ. You know that, we like know that. Um, your husband and your daughter are not gone. They're, they're just no longer in physical form, which is which yeah. just it will choke you up. That is really hard. But like a, they, they are not gone. That's not. There's no such thing. Gone. I have to say that. Right. I have. So to. thank you. Thank That's you, become my mm. mantra because alien civilizations exist, and uh, <coughs> ACE for alien civilizations exist is my uh, acronym along with. Uh, Ascension Center Organization, Alien Contact Organization, and now our Allied Command Intergalactic Relations, which uh, adds in the various levels and councils that I'm a member of and have chosen to do so as a communicator now. So, uh, yes, Ginger, as far as I know, I agree so to have her. Yeah, let's focus on Ginger. So what was, what? why did you think she was uh, a hybrid? Do you want to tell them the Why story, how she? you conceived her? Yeah, um, how, how did I you conceive her? Do you remember uh, her perception? I was, I was drawn to this gentleman I worked with at Sun, Look Sirloin Inn, Sunny Look Sirloin Inn, and in a very extraterrestrial way. I never, uh, I was drawn to him. He was like six, four, five, six, somewhere. He was very, very tall, blue eyes. He was from Brazil, and his father was from Ireland. So his name was Gallagher, but I only went to bed with him once, but it was extraterrestrial guided. And it caused such a ruckus that police officers came to the door to assure themselves that uh, I wanted to have sex with him. So I don't know why the universe was interested, but uh, one time was seated and uh, (laughs) my grandson, yeah, my grandson's in there now and he's very, very handsome. But when Gigi was dying due to her benzene poisoning as an as an artist, like a mad, a painter, she became a master painter from the time she was like 16. She always painted for embassy suites. But she uh, went to Moffat and they, they had me come into a meeting and asked me if I was intelligent and if I worked with Nordics, which I did. They had Nordics working at the hospital and they <clears throat> we discussed all the blood and I got to see some of the experiments. You, you are very like a Nordic. You're, you're like a Palladian. You're like a Palladian. Uh, I think that's what you are. Sorry. I mixed. Mixed. I claim uh, when I'm out in the universe, uh, the closest universe I could get in touch with is the one I'm in, but I went up five, six, and seven. However, <clears throat> at the fifth level, the omniverse is where I lower my my essence or vibrations or whatever you want to say our eternal energy is you had had an an encounter with somebody you had an encounter with somebody and like you didn't get that that like uh didn't get how as huge that encounter was that for for that person when you really just like i just do now they're not doing anything so that's that's like that's uh that's my teenager (laughs) <laughs> that can drive a truck. Well, Hiro's very out there, too, so God bless him. He's one of my loves because he travels the universe with him and a mad. But I don't know which one of us is farther out. I keep trying to say a mad, but he'll never talk. But uh, I'll answer more questions later, Gene, and I'm going to mute because I've taken up so much time. Thank you. 
Okay. Well, uh, I also am a hybrid. I'll ask my... Does somebody want to ask me the question? Anyway, yeah. I've had hybrid children, and I was shown two of them. I, I was told that I have many... If they like your DNA... Pretend that you are a hybrid. You are a hybrid. It's a hybrid, hybrid that and I've had hybrid children. And um, ah. we are all hybrid based on uh, the Anunnaki blood that's been introduced into humanity. But there are other species. This uh, experiment has been going on on planet Earth for, you know, millions of years. So many extraterrestrials introduce their DNA into our um, species, and they continue to do so. But the I'm a hybrid uh, from the Anunnaki um, injection, which started 450,000 years ago. And uh, I am of the bloodline, if you trace my ancestry back to the, the frickin' royals, and all that means is that they're, you know, they're, they're oh, really? a lot of Anunnaki blood. Um, I, I've got a part of negative. that. Well, oh. like, he wants to say something as well, though. I don't know what he's going to say. Well, let me just finish. So I... Um, I made love with this man that I just, it's like a love bite. I, I understand what you went through, Jake. We call it a love bite thing, and you just don't understand why you have I to love have love. sex with that man. No, and, let me that Yeah, so I've had, I had a love bite experience, and, and um, I knew immediately uh, after uh, having uh, sex that I was pregnant, and, uh, but then they came and they said, <laughs> we're sorry, we can't let you raise it. We can't even let you give birth. We can't even let you be pregnant. But here's what? your baby. So they took me into the future and they showed her to me when she was about uh, two and a half, three years old. So then when I met Sasha, <gasps> I've always been heartbroken because I never was able to give birth because they kept taking my children. And they said, that's not your path. You're not to raise children. You're not to go, just get busy raising children. Uh, we need to do other things. So but you have children, you have many children, pain. and we, we like your DNA, and we mix you with other species, because they like me, okay? I don't know why, I'm not that great, I'm not on a you know, movie star or anything like that, but they like my DNA. So then the second child, I, I met Sasha when I was 43, and I was, you know, going into perimenopause, and I wanted, I had my last chance, I wanted to have a child um, that I could raise, and once again, I did not um, get to keep the child, but they showed me our, our son, and uh, at all ages, like a newborn in my arms, to a toddler, to a teenager, to a young man, and they said, this is your son, so they time-traveled me to show me that he's fine, and uh, but now is not the time for you to meet him, so that's my hybrid story. And I, That's I have at least so hard. That they've you must have me. to disassociate. You must have to dis- disassociate, even though that you can feel that thing, even though the little ditties that they show you. My gosh, that must be hard. Oh, I love it when they show me. I feel I feel very high and excited and happy. And um, I've done a lot of therapy, so I'm okay with not having uh, carried children or, or raised them. In fact, when I hear she jammed problems with her kids. Like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't have kids, you know. <laughs> but um, I've yeah, done it's lot therapy. When you have children, Janet, yeah, I've, Janet, yeah. I've done therapy. Usually, I just like um, I, I scare the the, the psychiatrist. The, the, I married the, the, my the, psychologist, so he, I don't scare him. <laughs> he, he's, he's done he's done um, a deep um, what do you call it, exorcism. So that that man's not. Very easily scared. Yeah, I've seen him do exorcism. Okay, so back to our um, 
channel. So, Jenny, we haven't mm. heard from you. What's it like? You're you're carrying a hybrid child. You've got these injections. Uh, what what did the injections feel like when you got them? We have the pictures. They're uploading onto the site. I'll have them there in about ten minutes. What was it like getting these injections? Well, the first one, I didn't feel it right away. Uh, about five, maybe ten minutes later, I believe, is when I noticed it because my leg had started itching. And I was out on the road with Robert at the time, and my leg just started itching. And I was wearing sweats and a blanket because it was during the winter time. And so I was covered up nice and warm, and all of a sudden I just got this in- in- itching sensation on my leg. Hang on, sorry. And I just got the itching sensation on my leg. And so I I started scratching. At first, I told Robert, got bit by something. And he tried looking at it going down the road, but obviously it's not safe. So he said, all right, well, get a picture of it just in case, and I'll look at it when we stop. And it's a good thing I did because within that hour of noticing it, it disappeared. And yeah, your body immediately. And this thing is about the size of punctures. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's about the size of your thumbnail, and you can see there's six symmetrical holes around the outside and one hole in the middle. And I told her that's no bug bite I know of. Mm-hmm. And it's raised up. It's actually raised up on her leg about a centimeter and a half. And like she said, it disappeared. So do you think you might within... have been taken? You think you might have been taken no. for this to happen? And then, like, return? No, they told us they could take during one of I mean, they could. Right. They told us during Go one ahead. of the regressions that I did with Barbara Lamb that um, they had sent an orb. And these orbs are like, they're light. We see them as light, but there's actually machines inside. And this this orb, its purpose was to give her the injection. Because the second, tell her about the second one that you got where we're walking in the truck stop. And I mean, it stung her like a bee. Yeah, the second one, we were walking around the truck because, I don't know, we were just walking around the truck to inspect it. And it was dark out. And I thought this, this, the stinging on my leg, the sharp stinging. And then it started itching and hurting. And I told Robert, and he's like, well, well, wait till we get inside. We can see what it looks like. And we forgot all about it. But I started looking at it as soon as we got inside the truck stop. And it looked exactly the same, but on the other leg. Now, the first one was on my right leg. And the second one was on my left leg. The second one hurt. I felt the second one. It was a sharp stinging, and uh, they did it. I'm assuming they did it on top of a bug bite because it was itching nonstop for a few minutes. We got a picture of it, and we get again it disappeared within the hour. But obviously the bump stayed because it was on top of a bug bite. But it stung. How soon before you knew you were pregnant did these uh, uh, bites occur? Well, well, they uh, go ahead. He said, "How how soon before it was actually when she was about what three months along? Both came around the 
same time during the pregnancies. The first one was what, between the third and fourth month? Right after the first yeah. trimester, I think. And then the second one she got right after the first trimester when she entered the second trimester. Now, the second, the first one, we started telling people, but we didn't tell anybody. We just let them find out by themselves. But the second one, we told them right as soon as we found out. About the bump, yeah. 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 Everybody started asking questions. So what do you think uh, the purpose was? (laughs) We were... Did you ask well, them what that meant? Why they were doing that? What was the purpose of this? Uh, these singing, these fights. What was the purpose? Well, the of injections them? are is like everything the child needs. The 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 injections you give your kids every month or every year. Yeah, what, like immunize. It's it's everything from this. Is what they told us during the regression with uh, Barbara Lamb was that it's to in, infuse, it's first to infuse the uh, ET DNA in with the, the, uh, the unborn baby and also uh, everything they need as far as um, immunizations. And in fact, we were, we were told by them not to take our children and immunize them on, on both of these children. And I was like, okay, I don't know how that's going to work when they get ready for school, but that's what they told us. And and I had a lengthy discussion with Barbara Lamb and Joe Lules over that because I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, they told me not to. I don't want to go against that. And my older children that I had, I did get immunized. I said, you know, you need it for school, but, I mean, I don't know what what we're supposed to do uh, at that point <laughs> when they're ready for school. Homeschool. <laughs> Just homeschool. Yeah, well. Uh, and and, that, and, that, and that immunization, that's different. Like, um, so like um, what that these um, people seem to be doing, I don't know what that is. But like, um, that's, that's definitely not the same thing as the vaccines of today. Right. And I yeah, didn't know I'm you had a whole set of things Right. <laughs> and uh, and Jenny can tell you, uh, Aurora is extremely intelligent. This girl has already knows how to use, she's figuring out how to use the cell phone. She's made calls on the cell phone, and she's barely just over a year old now. <laughs> and it's it's scary how And she's already wiping along. the floor with you. I hope you're proud. <laughs> yeah. She's wiping the floor with you, <laughs> oh, and you're proud, are. yeah? Oh yeah, <laughs> she's called. Another thing, uh, another thing, we knew she was a hybrid because she's had the strength to stand since she was about three weeks old. Yeah. And normal babies don't have that strength, and she, her cast, she came out with long legs, and her cast were thick. Yep. That's impossible. Impossible! Impossible! She she's standing at three weeks old. That is she flipping not amazing. Herself, but she had we, the strength. Yes. She had the strength, not the balance. But we have pictures. Uh, we definitely have pictures of that because I didn't believe it either. I'm I'm telling you, it's it's they they develop very very quickly. It's very surprising. <laughs> so what Just species like, is she? Um, what kind of species is she? Did you ask that question? Yes, 
uh, they said it's, tall it gray. Like grays. Grays are weak. Tall gray and reptilian. And yeah, that's another reptilian. thing. I knew nothing of reptilians either. So when they told me that, that was kind of a surprise. Uh, and that was during uh, a regression with Barbara Lamb too. Also, by the way, um, yeah, she's mm-hmm. tall. She's part tall gray and part reptilian. And we've we've tried getting her DNA done through um, through uh, ancestry, you can, and they cannot you can read her Lam. DNA. I, you can forget Barbara Lamb. You can forget Barbara Lamb. Your your baby that's standing at three weeks old is going to give you a slap in the face, young man. Uh, you, you, you're going to have to learn. The baby can teach you. Over. <laughs> yeah, when I told him, he's like, no, she's not. That That's impossible. So, so I sent so him we... a picture, and he, he just, he stopped responding for like 10 minutes, and then he called me. Yeah, I I just I was I couldn't believe it, and then I saw it when I got home. I saw it. if you held her hands, she would pull herself up and stand up, and I was like, oh my goodness. So they are very advanced. So I can say that from what we've learned. Yeah, from what we've learned from our uh, experiencers is that the reptilians are very strong and hardy. So they they are. Breeding her for survival. Mm-hmm. She's the next generation. They're breeding her so she will survive. You're right. Have they told you I want to say else? this. Reptilians are not horrible. If you're talking Dracos, you're talking Dracos. I, I don't know. Are you talking Dracos? Um, I, yeah, some are known as the Dracos. Yeah, I, I don't but know. The Dracos I'm not horrible. But they, they generally their culture is terrible, but it doesn't mean that all of them are. I don't know what you think there, right. Janet. What do you think? No, I've I've had hmm. friendly reptilians. It just means they're a very hardy species. Look at the reptilians on our planet. They were dinosaurs, they're geckos. You know, they come in all sizes, right? So they're very hardy species. Yeah. And so uh she's built for survival. You, know, you, you said grace as well. Uh, you said grace as well. Grace, like, are, are they like um, some sort of robotic kind of thing? I don't know what those are. I've never met a grace. I've never I been in the park. Different types of grace. Yes, I was gonna say I've okay, heard okay. that you know they're they're robotic or or whatever, but I can tell you um, that. When you meet them, they do have emotion. They don't show it the way that we do, but they fixed. I I've had a torn rotator cuff on my right shoulder, which is one of the pictures I sent. Um, I've had it since I was in my twenties from yanking on a fifth wheel on a trailer. That's that's the part that connects the trailer to the truck, and I tore my rotator cuff many years ago. And one time they came. Uh, Jenny took, thank God she took the picture because that was gone within about 30 minutes of waking up in the morning. Um, we, we woke up in the yeah, morning. Yeah, I asked him, I asked him, what is that on your shoulder? He says, I don't know, what does it look like? Like, it looks like in like a triangular shape. So he asked yeah. me to take a picture so he can get a look at it. And then I showed him, he's like, well, I don't know. So, and ever since then, uh, I haven't had any problems with this right shoulder. I mean, I can I can move it. I can 
rotated everything and, and no pain like I was having. And what had happened was I was climbing out of a trailer a couple of days before this happened, and I tweaked it real bad, and I was, I'd been in pain for days. And he wasn't able to shift, drive, yeah. anything he did hurt. Yeah, and then after they came and, and fixed that shoulder, uh, I just, the pain was gone. All the aching, the pain, and that uh, popping feeling. Every time I tweaked it, I could feel it pop, and uh, I haven't had any problems with that. Now I have a rotator cuff to my left shoulder that I also tore uh, a couple of years after I tore the right one. I, they haven't come and fixed that yet, but that one's not as bad. <laughs> I I've been asking them to come and fix the left one, but they haven't done it. That's odd. I had the same thing. Well, no, they didn't come I, fix I, my got, right one. I got a question. I had her operated on. Go ahead. Okay. Jenny, you don't feel violated? No. <laughs> what do you mean by that well, question? That was a simple answer. <laughs> they they invaded you, you know. I've never I've never seen Ahmad. I've never ever heard her say like a, a very short answer like that. I feel violated. <laughs> I've been raped by society. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, well, we we're the ones who who made the baby. All they did was give her an injection. It's I I look at it like going to the doctor, you know. If the, if the doctor gives you an injection, you don't feel violated because of that. But it's it's like you we would made if you the didn't baby. Have and permission it, first. You are not <laughs> violated now. Like you, they fixed one of your shoulders, and you need to do well, some yoga. To fix I mean, the other one. The doctor, that's all you need to do. If the doctor just run up and give you a vaccination without you saying go ahead, I mean that'd be a violation, and that's basically what they've done. Well, maybe. I I guess That's it depends true. on perspective. I look at it, they know better probably that, uh, what we need than what we do. They're more, they're obviously more technologically advanced. Um, and I imagine they're probably farther along the evolutionary scale than we are. And I don't know the way I look at it. I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about them. You know, I know that some people have had bad experiences. And, you know, um, like if you listen to Whitley Strieber's story, especially early on, uh, he was very angry with his uh, with his abduction experiences. And let's talk and about that I guess, because, Robert, I'm like you. I was a truck driver and I've had my rotator cuff. But what I need to say is a man's bringing up a point that has been a big rival discussion in ufology and alienology. And I'm doing my best to communicate, and I have a lot of trouble communicating because I was like a first waiver and a second waiver, so to speak, in the uh, way that we speak uh, in metaphysically and esoterics. But I, I too, have not felt like they were uh, evasive. I, I accepted that I had some missing time, and it was part of my education. But uh, I grew up around extraterrestrials, and uh, I never felt violated. I felt like I had... Uh, as it happened, I was in wonder and awe in Theta, like one one through seven years. But after that, since I was trained right. during that time, and I had out-of-body near-death, but astral, but I also spent a lot of time after death 
in and out of body to train to walk and talk again. But I get what Imagine's saying because so many years, at least eight years in radio shows, we've learned there are many people that hate aliens and the kids want to shoot them. I saw some on YouTube today. There's They want to kill mm. the aliens, right? And then there's those that feel like extraterrestrials may not be the evil alien kind. Now, I do know of one group, my husband, we talked about Worf, group out there that were above the Andromeda galaxy, which I worked with, was another universal level. And they had councils at various levels in the universal levels. And they're just now learning that the wormholes can be like, use the, uh, a way to uh, wormhole travel. But <clears throat> we, we used wormhole travel. We stayed away from dark holes or dark matter in the way that they formed black holes. But they, we call them a window hmm. to another universe. So I get what you're saying, but there apparently there is some that did not agree with the ones that were evolved to be conscious of peace and uh, environmental love, and some were Spock-like that had no emotions, and I worked with both. So uh, tell us about anything that you are familiar with on that, because that would be my question. We were all supposed to bring two questions, and uh, I heard Bruce <laughs> ask one. Yeah, and what's so your question? The question would be, uh, tell question, me about it sort of backs up what Imad's saying. Imad was saying violated. I'm saying that I never felt violated. I felt like I was part of a initiated group. Uh, it, it goes with your question, Janet, about, you know, why are we special or why do we get chosen? So I'm adding the questions to this page that we're asking. So tell me the question. Put it in a question. I'll, I'll type it right now. What's your question? Well, okay. my, my question was just if she felt violated or not. I mean, yes, they might be okay. more advanced than us. But if they're that much more advanced, they could put it in your mind that you didn't weren't violated, so you don't really know. Right. They don't have to do any of that because the people I work with don't have to do anything. So it's a, it is a state of yeah, mind. That, that, that's, that's always been one of my one of my peeves about UFO abductees or contactees is if they land somewhere and say, "Hey, who'd volunteer?" They'd have a block or a you know a line a block long, willing to volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know. So you you were asking, uh, did did you feel violated? Now, what's your question, TJ? What are you asking? Say it in in a, a question form. What's your question, TJ? Okay, I had to come back on. I'd already muted, but. All right. We have a delayed reaction, folks. I'm sorry. It's, she's in Hawaii, and I'm in Florida, and we're using two different networks. All right. So uh, regarding – I like the idea of that. I'm mad to ask that because it's common. So how do we word mm-hmm. this? Dr. Uh, Dr. Bruce Cornett has a good way of making this meld together, but I don't think he feels violated either. But uh, let's look at it, Janet, like there are pros and cons. Remember when we did – or maybe you don't remember in UFO Digest, I used to write, they're all still there, folks, for you to see as my level of advancement. One of my major levels of advancement was to separate in communication as we grew because I had the first UFO association before anybody did. And uh, inside, we were rebelling with MUFON and other people. We had uh, CSI, NICAP, APRO. What's your, what's your Question. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm just wanting the question, question is, I'm getting <laughs> okay. there. We have all been divided up, and so the division is self and other. So what I'm asking is when all of us get together and start talking through all these groups, there's always pro and con. There's aliens versus ETs. The aliens are those that abduct, and the ETs 
are those extraterrestrials with more of a spiritual awakening, conscious awakening, and that these beings, uh, the ones I worked with could make anything at any time. And it could be in front of you, and then it could disappear. But they don't have to do anything to anybody. And they fight the ones that do come down. And we would say, but they always put them back. That was our uh, disclaimer to people like a mad. So uh, the question is, are aliens good and extraterrestrials bad? Or how do we separate that? So back to you, Janet. Are mm-hmm. aliens Alien. Oh, what, 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 no, no, just All tell right. me what aliens well, are. Well, wait a minute. Are aliens going to bat? Etymology. <laughs> it's the, the sound, the symbol, the, the God usage of symbols and sounds and vibrations. Okay, I was talking to Ira earlier. But the fact is people assign emotions to that we resonate as souls. This is the learning planet where everybody throws their beings down here to learn together this is the hodgepodge of 22 pieces and we came up with 64 to 69 that we all agreed to that we're down here enhancing the dna and working together and i know that because my daughter just died and they had one they could not recognize just one little thing killed her out of her biological body one little part they called it alien meaning that what i made was nothing on this planet could come close to that one. It was not of this planet. Now, the rest was extraterrestrial. It was all good benevolent. So what we have to decide, and this has been going on, it's a war in heavens, which ones are benevolent and which ones are malevolent, and how do you know the difference? And a Mads point, I think, is how is it not evasive if we have free will and how if you own your own body? And this is a huge discussion in the extraterrestrial industry or the UFO industry, or alienology industry, because so many people do radio shows, and a lot of people don't agree they're even reptilians. I've never seen a reptilian, and I know the stories where it comes I from the Anu Key. I have. I have. Okay, so, uh, but I've actually seen reptilians, I've seen Anunnaki, and they're different things. So the question is, for the, for the whole everybody, and we haven't asked Hyra, we have hybrid children, and we haven't asked a mad painter to have hybrid children. So we need to finish that question and not to the next one. Are aliens? I, I can do that one quickly, Janet. So hi. I can do that quickly. Hi, I have no children. Hi. I have no children, okay. Janet. I have to. I can do that quickly. I have no children. I don't wish to have children because I don't like the way the world, the humanity is working. Gaia, I love, but like, um, I, I don't like the way that the, the, I'm not having a child here. I love other people's kids. They're great. As long as so I can, you haven't you know, been speak. taken by aliens and horror. You haven't been taken by aliens and they used your sperm to make children. You're saying you haven't <laughs> been taken. You have no children that you've created on Earth and you haven't been taken by aliens and they used your DNA to create children. Is that what you're saying? Uh, they use they use my loosh. I'm very good at loosh. But I'm really angry all the time, Janet. So like they love that. That's what happens. 
So they do that make make sense your, your DNA, your sperm, and they do make children with your, DNA, with your sperm. Is that what you're saying? They're not, they're not, they're, they're not interested in my sperm. They're interested in my louche. I'm very angry all the time. They what? love the fact that I always think about nothing. I, I am so angry so that I, I can anger. do that. Yes. They use your anger as uh, fuel or something? Yes, or? because they feed them. Like, we are multidimensional creatures. So what happens is that they feed off my energy. Of I'm always angry about nothing. Tommy Hodge's bloodhead. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying there, Jenny? Tommy Hodge's A mad was just there talking. I just, I just heard, I just heard a mad bit. He knows what I'm talking about. But I just heard this is the first time that you're... They feed on your anger. So a mad painter, do you have hybrid children? you have children or, and, and do you have hybrid children? I got have three. they taken your sperm? I've got three boys, yeah. and I think they're fully mine and my wife's, and I don't never even – I don't even have a clue if there's real aliens or not. <laughs> okay, so we've got everybody's perspective here. Next question. Okay. Um, so the next question. Oh, uh, uh, Jan, do you want to do that? Do you want to do like questions? Do you want to do round questions yes. of questions? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, chance to answer it. So next question. Don't was ask me from first. DJ. I'll ask somebody else first. I'll do a, a okay. one question and then we can like play with it. Okay. And then we'll go to the next one because we already used up an hour. So let's do the next question. We already did one question. Okay. So PJ was asking, are aliens good and extraterrestrials bad? So let's start back with, uh, oh, we haven't heard from Bruce. Bruce. Yes. I mean, I'm not When I was a child, when I was a child, I uh, didn't like what humans were doing to this planet and uh, basically told God I don't want to have any children. And uh, I, I w it was... Uh, um, what happened to me, an injury that prevented me from having children. But I discovered in um, 1994 that I had three children, hybrid children, uh, two of which are, fly are pilots in spaceships and one of which was born to a surrogate mother. And um, uh, I've actually talked to her. And uh, she looks just like me. And um, so uh, they took my sperm on at least uh, three different occasions. And... Um, uh, so I do have children, but not by my own volition. Um, so I guess because I didn't want to have children, they uh, granted me that wish, and I haven't been allowed to raise any children other than uh, that those uh, f uh, sired by other men. So I've raised seven children by three different men, but I've never had any of my own to raise. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so we'll start with you with the next question. So is that all you want to say about the hybrid question? Oh, <clears throat> how do you know they were hybrid? What makes you believe those children were hybrid? Well, it, it would be hard to, to explain how uh, my three children could be born to two different mothers 33 days apart um, and that never met. And I, uh, my children uh, with Bonnie were... were um, born before either Bonnie or I lost our virginity, before we ever met. So how do you explain that? So, uh, and you might say, well, how do you know that they're your children? And I'd say, uh, largely because my children told my uh, wife, Pat, that uh, uh, they are my children. And I've been told by Kara, who is uh, was the spirit of my late wife, 
uh, that they are my children. So, I mean, I can choose not to believe that. I would love to have uh, uh, a blood uh, test done with uh, Tamara um, to see if um, I am her biological father. But I don't think she will allow me to do that because she was raised by uh, a parents uh, and uh, thinks that they are her biological children and would not want to uh, go through that trauma. Right. Okay, so the second question is about the good alien, bad aliens, good extraterrestrials, bad extraterrestrials. What do you think is going on? Are they good well, or bad? The one, the who's ones, good, who's bad? Well, well the, the ones I'm involved with, which are uh, through my uh, um, late wife, uh, she is an ET. I spent lived seven years with her. And um, she is the head leader of the Caradonians, a group of, uh, uh, of, of overseers of Earth. And uh, they are derived from, uh, they are related to the Anunnaki. And uh, um, I know that I have uh, uh, alien uh, genes in me because uh, um, I have reptilian scales on my fingernails. So uh, I have some reptilian yeah, It doesn't DNA surprise me. You're, you sound like an African. Uh, you, must have, you must have reptile skin down your back. All of you like that. But as far as that's concerned, good or bad is extremely subjective. So like uh, we don't, like really, it's very, very subjective. Well, so like, the Caridonians like, 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 have always is what we need to use support. They've always asked me for permission. What? To do Go anything. ahead. Let Bruce, let Bruce finish. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bruce. They've always asked me for permission the to do something. They've always given me the choice of saying no. They've asked me for permission. They've never just done something. Uh, now, that's that, the Caradonians. Other alien groups, such as well, those, the uh, very, very aliens sure, of Virginia, Bruce. Bruce, I am very, very sure that with the reptilian nails that your 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 wife was like throwing out the door. What? Is somebody eating? Very, very sure that like with your reptilian nails, your wife was out the door. Sorry, you have to let people talk one at a time. Yes. Sorry. Please. Yeah. I'll be quiet. Mute. Mute in between. Mute. Okay. I'm going to mute as well. Go ahead. Finish, Bruce. Um, but the the group that I've been uh, abducted by uh, at least three times in Virginia, only in Virginia, uh, they do not ask me. They just take me and do what they want with me. They uh, took a sperm sample back in 1981. Um, they um, uh, took both my wife and I uh, when we went up to the top of Massanutten Mountain to look a skywatch. A ship came over and a shuttle craft came down and they came and they took us and they uh, they brought us back and and we had injuries and uh, they took off uh, and uh, another time I was in uh, Pat's mother's house and upstairs and I went to the bathroom and as I walked into the uh, through the, uh, the the door to the bathroom suddenly I found myself walking through a hall being grabbed by these aliens and taken into a room and interrogated. Then I was brought back, and, and uh, my wife was uh, concerned because I was gone for so long. She says, where did you go? You've been gone for more than half an hour. Does it take you that long? Uh, and uh, she touched me, and she says, you're as cold as ice. Were you outside? Uh, so um, I, I lost about 30 minutes of time. 
on, on that one. And they didn't ask me, they, but the Caradonians always ask me. Okay. So it depends on the so group. Your conclusion, were they good? Were they good or bad? Well, I would say uh, I, I, I don't like using that. I don't like what uh, the uh, the wrinkle-browed aliens did. There are uh, other people who have been abducted by them. Uh, the uh, Polly in uh, Dr. Carla Turner's book, uh, Taken, describes um, uh, them her being taken by these aliens. And, uh, of course, uh, Dr. Turner was very uh, negative about the aliens, all of the aliens, because they never asked her, gave her permission. But uh, for me, uh, the group that I'm associated with, they treat me with respect and, and uh, uh, compassion. The, um, the others, they don't. So you can label them whatever way you want. Uh, you know, I'm just uh, a curious scientist, want to know more about who they are and why they're, what they are doing here on Earth. The, your lady said like half an hour your lady said half an hour when you walked into the bathroom. Did, did you feel any sense of time with that? Uh, it, when I walked back to the bed uh, after they brought me back, I, I didn't think I had uh, done anything, but I hadn't even gone to the bathroom. Um, and, and I was confused. And I sat down on the bed, and my wife touched me. She said, oh, my God, where have you been outside? You're freezing. And uh, at that point, when she said that, I suddenly had a flashback of remembering what had just happened and where I'd been taken. And uh, uh, there wasn't anything I could do about it then. Wow. Okay, anybody else have any feedback for Bruce? Um, I had one thing about Dr. Carla Turner. I read her book, and she said that she had been returned and scratched by the reptilians and it was a v-shaped scratch and i had been scratched that way by the reptilians two big i've been attacked twice scratches right i've been attacked twice by the reptilians in my house in red bank and uh they 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 injured me both cases have they left marks oh yeah i have a photograph of the three claw marks on my right what was your injury three claw marks on my right arm my back and they got infected. Yeah, and I saw the creature. And it took a while I saw for the them creature. to heal. Yeah. I, I, I uh, came from the kitchen into the hallway, and suddenly standing right in front of me was this uh, reptilian that was all scaly. Um, uh, you know, the typical you know, uh, reptilian face uh, and, and, and slit eyes, and, and um, um, it was, he, he was not that tall. He was uh, actually a little shorter than me, and I reached out to touch him, and he hissed at me, and, and, and with his uh, hand, he just scratched me on the arm, and then turned and walked right into the wall and disappeared. So, Janet, wow. this may be a good thing. I looked at a form of reptilian. I mean, it was a Draco, and like um, they were like, magnificently beautiful bodies with with wings, like like bats, beautiful creatures, and stood there majestically. It was incredible to watch them, but like they, they, they it's not, it's not like like he was saying, it's not really evil. They were just like um, that is just what they do. 
Oh, I see. Would, the, would the lab rat call, call the, uh, the technician evil in a laboratory? You know, you have to ask the question, right. what rank are you? Exactly. So maybe that's a mad, maybe what that's what we today? should do. I believe that, you know, I do the universal laws above uh, from God has always been. So after that level, I come down from the universe and what we do is like a traveling from one universe to the other. Not everybody understands yet. And so the Andromeda galaxy, okay, the Andromedans are the ones I related to at this highest level that use DSP. And there is no way, you know, you had to have death and dying and astral level and out-of-body experiences to work with these people. So somehow I was given all these chances in this reality to be, you know, out-of-body, death and dying, you know, dying and then being around death and then my children dying. But the point is there are various levels of existence of resonance realities. And it's coming to my attention that I have different levels of me with the universe. So when I got down to this universe, there was uh, an understanding in me that I already understood because I stay out there most of the time. So in order to vibrate as a a carbon-based biological with an AI uh, synchronization, I guess it would be a synchronization. Uh, It's like uh, an allegiance to coming down into a physical reality where you have an Andromedan mindset because it's the closest galaxy to this particular Milky Way galaxy. So this is the first time I'm able to bring this together uh, for an extraterrestrial discussion because uh, multidimensionals have more uh, abilities in quantum mechanics to observe themselves outside of the box like the cat or Schrodinger's I don't know how to explain it. Maybe Dr. Bruce Cornett will, but uh, I do know that well, it's important to that get we allow this people. Question for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Let's try what to get level? to this question because we're going to run out of time. So the good and bad question. So we got through um, one person. Let's uh, go and to some are bad, Robert. Or some are good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. Keep it simple. What What are your thoughts and which are which? I. Well, um, I don't think that they're good or evil. I honestly think it's about agenda. Um, You know, you could look back to our history or the history of Germany, and, you know, it's from perspective. Was Germany evil in World War II? I mean, from our perspective, yeah. I mean, you know, they slaughtered a whole lot of Jews and stuff. But if you talk to Germans during that time, and of course they didn't know about the concentration camps and what was going on there, but you know, Hitler took Germany from being in a state uh, of depression. I mean, they they were going through a great depression and actually turned their economy around. And I had two friends that were uh both came from Germany. One came over under paperclip uh, he just died a couple of years ago, and another one was a lady that was a member of our church, and she said we didn't know you know what was going on, but we knew that our economy went from we were in a bad economic situation to all of a sudden you know things went good, 
and you look at what have we gained from Germany. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not making light of the Holocaust. That was a horrible, evil thing that they did. What was from but we have had advancements in rocketry. We've had advancements in medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's, but, let's have one person talk at a time so we can get through this. Okay. So go ahead. Continue. Okay. Go ahead. And then, and then you say, okay, Germany was evil. Well, then what about the United States? What did we do to the indigenous people that were here when we first came over? We slaughtered them by the millions, you know. Um, so are we evil too? I mean, I think it's about perspective. The aliens aren't coming here. You know, the extraterrestrials are not coming here and destroying us. They be careful. could destroy be careful. us. Be careful. I'm liking you. Be careful. Stop, <laughs> stop talking like I'm well, liking I mean, you. If you think stop about it. it. If they were remember to destroy us, they question. could have done it. They, they could have done this, yeah, so you know, uh, when we were still, you know, not not an advanced society, you know. Um, I I think that they're here to advance us, at least the ones that I know. And I only know of two groups, and that's it. And they seem to work together because they were both on one ship. And that's interesting. they're here to advance yeah. us. I think that's what the whole hybridization program is about. And I don't think – I wouldn't groups? classify good what or evil. Groups? I wouldn't call – what's that? What's two groups? You said two groups. What two groups? The tall grays. You said there were two groups. And the they reptilians. came together. Okay. And, okay. And the reptilians. And, and mine are from the what I understand, there's many groups of reptilians. Yeah. I don't know where yeah. they come from. I've never gotten an answer on that. Ours observed the Hitler Wars. Ours observed mm-hmm. based on two uh, – that was actually from wars off planet that were fought here. And we were only allowed to observe. And I'm talking now just from – what's in my database based on past life history. But this was off planet with a group that I've uh, shared with my husband, and I wish you could have talked to him before he died. But that's where, Janet, we can get in, because I'm just now starting to speak and own my communication with a mad Hiro and Janet and Bruce. So it took everybody to be here, but I'm definitely feeling the three-dimensional separation mm-hmm. so I can at least communicate it. So now I'll be able to give more information out to people. Whether they want to believe it or not, that's up to them. But I like what you said, and yes, there's, TJ, I, there's probably you're billions. One, you're 1,000% multitasking. You're 1,000% multitasking, and I will always love you. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. Okay, we're, we're running out of time. Let's I love you too. Everybody, let's let everybody answer that question so everybody gets a chance to answer the question. And then we can just talk over each other. Okay, so um, Jenny, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Somebody mute. Jenny, um, let me mute. Jenny, you ask, let Jenny out. Everybody else mute. Jenny, ask a question. Everybody else mute, please, so we don't I'm get to see I'm that. muted, okay. so, so we'll go. That's coming from somewhere on Everybody your side. Everybody else mute. If you're not talking, it's no, feeding back mute. through his phone. Whose phone? There we Whoever's go. on a phone. Jenny, Jenny, your turn. I'm gonna mute. So go, Jenny. Then I guess Cairo. Then 
I'm at, and then you ask the question that you asked, CJ. Okay, so go ahead, Jenny, because we're running out of time. Uh, keep it brief. I'm going to mute. Thanks. Can you repeat that? It was breaking up. I have weak signal here. Um, okay, so are the aliens good or bad? What aliens, which ones are good, which ones are bad, in your opinion? Well, I agree with Robert on that because, like I said, I've this is ever since I met with Robert, starting to realize just life. I just don't remember when it started, but I remember now that we're talking about it. Now that we're actually having experiences, uh, I agree with Robert. I don't believe which side is good or which side is bad. I just know that one of them is helping us out and one of them is giving us advice on what to do and what not to do. Okay. Are you complete? Does anybody have I like Well, let's her. keep going. Jenny. Okay. Jenny, uh, is it Answer that question. Is, is that Jenny? I, I love Jenny. She's so nice. I just Aww. totally love her. I don't, I, 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 it, it, she, she could say the worst things to me whatsoever. If she speaks to me in that voice, I would still love her. I just lovely. Is it Jenny? Sorry, yeah, it's Jenny, your back. Your turn it, to answer the question. So oh, the questions. The questions are. The questions are. The questions yeah. are. You like okay, like uh, let's start with questions. Do you want to do that? We don't have time for that, though, we. No, the question you for you, question? which is going to everybody, the question is: Are the aliens good or bad? Which ones have you interacted with, and are they good or bad? Good or bad? Is good are or they're... bad simply something <laughs> subjective, or, or is good or bad something that, like, really, it's the human hubris? We don't even understand what we're doing with human hubris. Like we destroy Gaia, a living being, and think that that's all right because she'll be okay. We, 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 good or bad is something very, very bad. Ethics are not the same as morals. Legislation is not the same as law. We need to wake up. The question is, will we ever wake up? Okay. Next person, then. Are you finished? Yep. Are you complete? Ready to pass the talking stick? Okay. On to the painter. And yes, are they good or bad, Alien? What are your thoughts on that? Which ones are good? Which ones are bad? Well, like I said, I've had no dealings with them, but uh, we we, have, we put a perspective of what we consider good and bad. They might not have that same mindset. What we consider bad, they might consider indifferent. So that we really can't, like uh, Hiro said, it's all a matter of perspective. And in their eyes, they're not doing anything wrong. I mean, we experiment on animals for years. Never felt bad about it. So see, you know, a mad is clever. He gets it, what I'm saying. I said it badly, but it, a mad knows what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, it, it has to do with perspective, and uh, we judge everything on a human standards, and our human standards are flawed. So, I mean, really, <laughs> it's really a hard question to answer unless you it interact is, with is. a lot of them. Yeah. Our human standards are self-centered. Yeah, that is so true. So we're back to a new yeah. new question. Uh, did did Bruce have a second question? We released the uh, HS well, to bring two. You have the answer. Oh, one yeah, sec, TJ. The question. As, as you said, self-centered question. is the same thing as um, that means subjective. So he says, like he says, self-centered. That's subjective. That is true. But anyway, go on, TJ. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, no, I understand because you can be indifferent. And then we can do another question. Answer the question you asked. Answer the question you asked, TJ. What What do you mean by good and bad alien? Good al- uh, All right. That, tell us this, that. If you remember, I said this was in our discussion in all these various groups that I've been in for many, many years, and I started writing for UFO Digest, so I prefaced it with that. Yes, I do believe above the good and bad. Of course I do, in the indifference. And a lot of people say the opposite of love and hate is indifference. So it is. It's a matter of perspective and, and etymology and the words and the rhythm and what do we mean. So you can say a word and not even know what it means to the next person. So it still comes back to self and others and psychology, philosophy, and theology. So I agree with that. So, yes, the point was that this is something that is happening in the UFO, alienology, whatever you want to say, events, uh, contact in the desert, ufology. I don't know what you want to call it. There's basically conferences. So are are they good or bad? That's what people say. Are they indifferent? Do they have, are they above us? If they know things, then maybe there's various groups. But I would like to say that I know the ones I deal with, and that's the only ones. And I've never seen a reptilian. I love dragons, but <laughs> and I think they're beautiful. I love Harry Potter. And <laughs> but uh, the magic and esoterics is one thread. So I do ACO Association for my metaphysic esoterics and all the imagination. And I do UFO Association for all those that want to deal with UFOs, UAP, and even alienology. But to tell you the truth, I believe everybody has their own perspective TJ, who they TJ, are. TJ, you, you've seen a lot. TJ, yeah. you've seen a lot. So like you didn't see a reptilian? Never you didn't have. See, you've seen a lot. No. Uh, you, didn't, the, you, did, you didn't see closest, a reptilian? Never have, never have. I, the first time I heard of that was in our Ace Folk Life, and I did uh, world religions, and I studied every world religion that came and is extinct on the planet. So uh, as far as I could go back was to uh, like the uh, oldest on the planet, back to Sumerian texts and Akkadian, and uh, before that it was all done by memory. And now the ancients, you know, we do ancient and new thought. So the only new thought I have is not from anything that would have been written. Hey, hang on, or hang on. You're, you're, you're good at information. I know you're good at information, right? I know you're good at information. I know you can do that. So what do you ask? But like, uh, you've you seen me? much more than that. Have I? You've seen, seen much more than that. Never. Okay. I've never seen anything that resembles uh, what one would call a reptilian, except in Alien or with Sigourney Weaver. Are, uh, my, I scared the crap out of my kids in the early 80s when I took them to see that Sigourney Weaver stuff. But other than that, 
All that to me I is love just that ancient. It's a basketball movie. The, the basketball thing she does, I love that. I will introduce you to my grandmother Sasquatch, and that way you can see the uh, aliens exit. <laughs> Well, Sasquatches, I didn't say I didn't believe them. I saw one of those. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm open-minded, but we're just talking, you know, for this sake of the extraterrestrial discussion on TJ Marcici Radio, folks, which I didn't do a pitch on the hour, and I should have. But, Ahmed, you're doing an excellent job of keeping us. Plus, he's got three over there, and Hiro and Janet come from the same uh, breed. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Uh, Cornette's been very yeah, good. Yeah, we do. Professional. I am like Janet. We are <laughs> we're like Janet. Uh, TJ can speak. <laughs> but anyway, I think the fun of it is that we can all talk about this, and it may or may not even exist to a lot of people that we know as humanoids or in biological suits or meat suits, as the man likes to call us. But anyway, whatever we are, essence and the ghost in the machine, I love to talk about it. And uh, the point is we've got 28 minutes, roughly 30 minutes, but apparently when we have more than three, it's very hard to get a roundtable discussion on one or two question each. But uh, we were joined today by Robert, and I'm going to spell his name. Is it H-A-R-B-E-R, Robert? Because I didn't do an uh, on-the-hour discussion. Is it H-A-R-B-E-R? Yes. Okay, folks. Yeah, B is E-R. It's harbor like a, a harbor on a – like a ship harbor or whatever you call it, but it's H-A-R-B-E-R. That's correct, right? Correct. Yep. Okay, and uh-huh. Jenny, Jenny, uh, Jenny apparently is out of the closet coming on extraterrestrial shows. So J E N N I B A S Q U E Z, is that correct, Jenny? Is that how we spell your name? Uh, yes, it's correct. I, I love Jenny. She's, yeah, she's, she's lovely, but like I'm, I'm not an addict. Uh, and Hiro, I don't have any clue who Hiro is, other than an interdimensional. Hiro, now Dr. Yeah, Bruce like Cornett, you like Hiro just being an interdimensional, but Hiro has been a very avid uh, believer in radio and communication, and uh, he came aboard Revolution Radio when, and it was FreedomSlips.com T- when I I'm met him. Revolting. I'm revolting, and Janet has told you how disgusting I am. I'm totally okay. revolting. Don't even speak to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's kidding, folks. So he's been around forever. He's and he is a mathematician. He, he's a PhD in mathematics that we have proven in the UK. Now, Dr. Bruce Cornett would like to have him and Hyrule on. I have that piece of paper. I was 25. I was 25 when I did that. Like, I, I'm really, like, I don't even know what that is. I know you're a child. You'd be lucky if I can, like, add up. What one plus one will be co- co- confusing to me. I don't oh, even know anymore. And, like, it's, uh, it's philosophy. Good. Actually, actually, when, you, when you're actually doing PhD mathematics, that is philosophy. It's not at all to do with, like, um, silly number crunching. <laughs> well, I we don't know if you know that. On this on this show, we all need to get to know each other a little better. It's just Hiro and, and Matt have known each other for like forever. I'm just getting to know Dr. Bruce Cornett, and he is a friend of Dr. Bruce McAbee and our ACO, Alien Contact Organization, UFO. And Dr. Richard Allen Miller is even on right now, and I would love to have him come on. But at the same time, folks, we have so many people that do like to participate in TJ Mars ET Radio. We've been doing this eight years. Uh, Mad Painter is now general manager as of 2019. Janet Carolesson has been 
been a member of DJ Mars ET Radio with me from the inception, June 3rd, 2012. Now, Dr. Bruce Cornett will be running ACO in El Paso area. If you're interested, we have UAP uh, membership available through ACO Association, UFO Association. And just uh, please uh, be aware that this is a uh, non-denominational ET group, and we'd love to have everybody back. And uh, we're going to have a few more minutes. we got about 25 minutes left. So, uh, Ahmad, you're running the, the panel for tonight's let, show. Let, let me just tell you, Ahmad, I'll tell you about Ahmad, Ahmad right? Ahmad, he's running Ahmad that Ahmad right now, right? But yeah, like he's running Ahmad, the Allied Command. He, he, uh, he, he, he never gets mad with me. I, it's really annoying that he never gets mad with me. That's the worst thing ever. I, I always do the worst things ever. And a mad never gets back. angry. Just like he's so cool. Okay, a mad so painter, I'm turning it back to you doing? and muting. And Janet and I, we can have a show tomorrow to get in more in depth. Saturday and Sunday, Bruce, if you and uh, Robert and Jenny, since they've passed the test, that they don't have to talk continually. <laughs> so I'll, I will mute, and Janet and I can have Saturday and Sunday during the day with uh, everybody. I like so Jenny. I'll mute. I like that was cool. <laughs> Matt, I think you're supposed to talk now. He's passing the torch to you. Are you on mute? Uh, yeah, I'm on mute. mute. I got people calling me. Uh. <laughs> Uh, well, we we need another question. Is that it? Yeah. Go on then. Give get get another what question. Do you, what do you think all this hybrid uh, making is all about? Why? Um, uh, Who's the question for me? Or that's a good question. Good question. <laughs> I, it's a good question. Well, I can tell Janet, you from you asked for question. Well. Personally, sorry. I think sorry, sorry, sorry Bruce. It, all right, They're, whoever's uh, tweaking our DNA, and there are more than one group doing it, and more than uh, one race, I suspect it is uh, in order to make us on Earth more like them oh. in in the spirit. In other words, because uh, when you're in a human body, your IQ goes way down, uh, and they're trying to increase our our brain size and our intellect so that uh, when they incarnate um, as humans, they uh, don't lose a lot of, um, uh, of their mental capability. One of the things that mm. we, we don't do, a uh, very few humans do is, is um, have the capacity to telepathically read other people's minds. This is something that um, it's, become very apparent with my contact with ETs is that they have the capability of reading our minds and uh, knowing what we're thinking. Uh, Anywhere, anybody that they want to uh, tap into, they can do. Um, Our civilization here would have a hard problem uh, continuing the way it is if we could read everybody else's mind. There would be uh, no lying anymore. There would be a little or any crime if you ever did something wrong. Uh, you would immediately be known by everybody around that, hey, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, you better stop that or we're going to lock you away. So um, uh, there are a lot of – interesting. You are not a truck driver. You are not a truck driver, and I will, I will be quiet 
because that was extremely interesting. But I would like, I think everybody has something to say about that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to be quiet. Okay. All right. And and from on that question, if you could um, have uh, the telepathic capability uh, to read other people's minds, would you want to? And uh, w- or would you want others around you to, be able to read your mind? Unintrusively, yes. Instead of wasting time trying to use words, you, you can do that. You can, you can do that. I know that because I'm I'm not an well, ordinary person. I have thoughts I don't even like to see here, think. Why would I want somebody else to know them? Oh, Ahmad, you would hate to hear what I'm thinking. Right. Our, our uh, l- limited uh, telepathic capability allows us to think whatever we want and have ne- negative thoughts. And uh, it, it, It's not the lot. thinking. It's the expressing. The expressing. If you can just express to somebody, you can just like blah with the, your energy into somebody's mind rather than like try to say like words the words are all uh, rubbish anyway but like you could just blah that into the head straight away that's what it's have like you ever, telepathy um i can do that. Have, you ever, have you ever had a thought in your head that you knew wasn't your own uh no uh yes um, I can, because because others can talk to me, but like um I have, but like uh, Janet is speaking. So go on. Okay, so um let's go around real quick because we're going to run out of time here. The next person was uh, Robert. Okay. Um, actually, my point was probably the. Yes. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. My point was pretty much just piggyback on what Bruce said, uh, except I, from my experience with them, it's about consciousness. It's about raising our consciousness. The entire universe, everything in it is made of consciousness, and they are trying to raise our level of consciousness. One thing about hybrid children they are very telepathic, and they are able to uh, communicate telepathically very easily. And so I, my feeling on it is it's about consciousness. It's all about consciousness because we, after all, are conscious beings, and we have a consciousness that extends far above our bodies and like uh, – uh, Bruce was saying, you know, we are, it's like our IQ is, is limited in these bodies. If if we were out of our bodies, many people who have experienced OBEs um, talk about how at one point in time they knew everything. And so I believe, yeah, it's about raising our consciousness. Jenny. There. Jenny? But before before Are you there? Jenny, before yeah, Jenny before Jenny. That's right what he's saying. That's right what he's saying. Life is about like that. It's like that is really what life is. And we live in a silly matrix kind of world. 
and like he's right. It's like a, we 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 are far more than we expect. We we see ourselves as far more, and I include myself in that. I am completely zombified. Over. What was her question? I've lost touch. I've lost track of her question. To ask you again, what was her purpose? Question. question. The purpose of the hybrids. Okay. It was what is the purpose of the hybrids? Okay, so what is the purpose of the hybrids? Okay, and Jenny, what did you say? What is the purpose of the hybrids? Did you answer? Or do you want to not? You can always pass if you don't want to, but what what is the purpose of the hybrids? Sorry, I was laying down my my daughter. Okay. Do you want to answer what is the purpose of the hybrids? Um, I think. Uh, I'll gently do that one. Jenny, 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 you you just laid down your daughter, and like, um, so like, are you coming back into this conversation? And she's trying to answer twice, but she stepped on her both times. Okay, then, Amand, go on. Jenny. Go ahead. Okay. Um, in my opinion, I think the hybrids are here to help us be prepared for the future, make the world a better place than what it is now. Okay. Hira. I think that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Hira, your turn to answer that question. <laughs> It, it is a good answer. The, the, it feel in the energy of Jenny. The, 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 it's, it's not really an answer in that way. It's like a, it's not about like facts. It's like it's, it's about like um, the, the energy of Jenny just speaking there. Do you not feel how beautiful that how she sounds and how brilliant that that feels? That's really what it is yeah. all about. Yeah. I agree. But you shouldn't say that yourself, Jenny, although you spoil the whole thing. Okay, next for we're running out of time, so we gotta kind of we gotta run run through this. Uh, okay, who did answer that question? I'll answer the question. What are the purpose of the hybrid? So I, I think there's a program to help us uh, proliferate I am uh, a variety everybody and, and hates me. Diversify creation. Everybody hates Jenny. Everybody My term Nobody hates you. Okay. We all love you. We just want you to be quiet for two seconds while we answer a question. <laughs> so I'll start that again. <laughs> I think the hybrid program is Sorry. to diversify creation, diversify existence, to um, strengthen uh, the different uh, avatars that, in which we get to incarnate within, you know, so you can write, you can go in the uh, the human model or the gray model or the reptilian model and experience uh, life and existence in these different various models and uh, you know as a soul you get to have a variety of experiences rather than being locked into one form your whole time that you're incarnating and um, it's to create uh, variety throughout the universe and it, it continues it's an ongoing we have obvious intervention in our society in our planet and I suspect it's going on all over the universe and it's been going on all along so, uh, let's see, 
what's the purpose of the hybrid program in your mind? What do you think this is about? What's this all about? Hey, are you there, TJ? Yeah, we are hybrid anyway. We are hybrids anyway, and like more hybrids is what's happening. So, like you already said that, Janet. So, the yeah. hybrid. It's about more consciousness. Hybrid. The ascension age is about conscious raising. And that was my communication when I got my symbol from the extraterrestrials in Hawaii, and I didn't know what it was. So, I had to grow into that symbol. And then when the golden symbols, came to me again later, I learned I don't know everything. So I had to learn what communication was with extraterrestrials. And when I worked with those that come down to this planet that work with sending and receiving, they had to teach me to be in a six-foot radius when they're talking or to be quiet. And they don't need all these comments we make. It's either you send as in prayer or you receive as in meditation. And it's a two-way communication with them. So at their highest level, the ones I work with, they have taught me the various levels of existence. Now, whether it's empirical or not remains to be seen, but I have no other way to describe it. So I was put here, and the mission was to learn myself. Thank you, TJ. I never am quiet. I'm always. I never meditate, and I never am quiet. But thank you for saying that. I am wrong. I'm wrong. I'm worse. I'm worse than you ever thought about being high road. That's my mission here to learn this stuff. I'm, I, why I, do you think I, I was put here? I know you're gonna win. I'm hoping, not playing. I Sorry, here. I interrupted you. Carry on. <laughs> you know what? Can you hear me? You know what this reminds me of? Uh, my yes. Grandson. My little grandson's in there in the living room, and sometimes he listens, and he really does learn from this. But he'll go, I love you more, and his girlfriend, they'll stay up till 2 or 3 in the morning like they kept me up last night, yelling at each other. You know, 20-year-olds, they don't know much, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, no, I love you more. It's like, no, I love you more. And it's like, no, I love you more. You know what I'm saying? We go back and forth with all this stuff all the time, and it's just useless. So, Ahmed, what's your philosophy? I believe it's about expansion. The universe is expanding, and I believe I'm down here again to do what I said I would do, and that's learn my lessons on how to communicate. Over. Back to you, Ahmed. <laughs> Everybody else. I, I that's have, who I'm waiting on to speak. I, I have no real clue what's going on as far as the hybrid situation. If they are creating hybrids, I'm not sure it's to our advantage. They, if they are, they're literally breeding us out of existence, and I have a problem with that. I agree with that. Well, I think that we've been joined are, the last few minutes uh, by raising David, our by level. It, you know, they are improving us in ways that we can't really understand because we are too well, um, blinded at this time to understand where uh, they want to take us. So you're saying the human race is retarded? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. And sometimes I think I'm about as intelligent as a doorknob. Yep. I agree, Dr. Bruce. I feel like I'm dumb as a rock, and I say that a lot. I really do. And I mean it because I've been one. (laughs) I believe in reincarnation. (laughs) That's a whole other story. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I mean, it's. I wouldn't say 
it's that we're as dumb as rocks, but we're we're like children that are are growing. I mean, they've been advancing us for who knows how long, thousands or hundreds of thousands of years. Uh, this is uh, not the first incarnation of man. I mean, we've been slowly uh, growing in our intelligence, our um, uh, advancements in technologies. Everything's been growing. So I think it's more I love children. children. I look after them. I love children. Right. I want to look after all your children. But like, uh, but as, as well, far as I Bruce think- is concerned, he's, he's, it's not just that he's smart. He's bloodline. This is somebody you're talking to. You, you know you're talking to. Over. <laughs> well, well, thank you. But they're not our uh, parents, though. There's a difference there. Well, if they created us, then they, in a way, they are. We've well, done it with uh, animals. You know, you know, turkeys right now cannot even, the, in turkey farms, cannot even breed on their own. They have to be inseminated by a man. That's not natural. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been given the uh, creative power of creating new life through children. That is something that uh, the greys apparently uh, do not have. They do not have that capability. They're cloned. So um, they can't have parents, so to speak. Uh, but we, we can be parents, and we can raise our children, and that's significant because it, it allows us to participate in the spark of creation. But some grace can and some can't. I understand that. My husband uh, worked with some that could not. I know that. Wait. They were like, uh, bio, what do you call them? AIs. They, were, they knew that. They were like the biological Gus the ship. So they understood. But then there was others that could breed. But, Bruce, their planet was destroyed by the ones that I would call the reptilians, but they look like dwarfs. And they're the only ones I saw that this whole group with the uh, council even feared from another universe. And it took them 19 years to get here from that universe to this one. So we had a 19-year window. And when I was here and working on the Roswell case, I was sent to Dr. Uh, not Dr. I was sent to the UFO Museum in Roswell back in the uh, late 80s or early 90s when I was uh, on that one of the missions I was on. But I had to tell them the time frame and how many uh, people we needed to uh, 1500. We needed pilots off planet, what they call the UFO Space Command or the U- the Space Command off planet. That was in this reality. And maybe I've said too much, but I'm ready to talk. So it may be a long year, yeah. folks. So tell Go us ahead. about that. That's what I guess five minutes. So we needed, what did we need 1,500 pilots for? Tell us about that. What was that about? Well, this at this particular time, we had to have that many trained. So what we did is we went around and had uh, the Star Trek. We put them in video games, and we started training pilots. Of course, we trained them with computers, and I went and saw the simulations. But then we put them in truck stops, even like Robert may have seen them at one time, where uh, we would go around and make sure the equipment was in, and we scored people. So, Janet, that's like your uh, movie that you do, not Jupiter Rising. What's the other one you like? The uh, little boy that thought it was a game, uh, and it really wasn't. Uh, Ender, Ender's, 
Ender's Game. Ender's exactly. Game. Exactly. Yeah. That so was like true. Ender's Game. That was true. Good, good movie. Way. What do you mean by score, though? What do you mean score, people? What do you mean by that? It's a good movie. I love that one, Janet. Uh, score, people. Oh, in the intelligence world, score, people. We, have, we have a global intelligence that works on and off planet. So those of us that are indoctrinated into it have understanding of what space is and what space fleets are and what the military is, what the civilian is, and how we all work together. So we have those on and off planet. So those at the time, I knew that we had to have so many. So I was working with various intelligence groups and space agencies around the world, including NASA, Ames, various people, but we didn't have enough, so we had to start training. How they scored was based on how quick they could use their mind with uh, basically doing it, they thought, with their hands, but we were actually training them to use it and do it with their minds because we already have that technology in, in biological suits. We have, uh, you know, that we don't It's use more than technology. Mind. It's the technology of the body. It's the technology of the body, and you aced those tests, didn't you? So it made yes. it difficult for you because you yes. aced all the tests. Always ace all the tests, and that's why I got the training. So they were looking for us. To, they were looking for in Project Stargate. They were looking for us those that could use their minds uh, and had uh, high psychic uh, skills. And so, um, anyway, TJ and I were part of this Project Stargate, which we'll explain in future shows. But that's part of this whole thing. Uh, with Ender's Game, if you, you know that that was really what was going on. They were trying to find these highly skilled people. They still do. If they find out we that still they do. have a, a very uh, psychic child, they will try to enlist them into their into their program. So be careful when you have a uh, very yeah. Talented we don't know child half of what goes they, on. They have the powers. So right. we got three so minutes. So we have about four more minutes. Yeah. Right. Let's. Let's no, invite um, everybody back and make sure everybody feels comfortable. Jenny, bless her heart. She's young and she has children. Jenny, <laughs> I'd love to get to know you better, and I apologize that we had so many on tonight, but we will in the future have a time for you and your husband to come back and talk with Dr. Cornette and other people. So invite you all back. So uh, real quickly, I've just got to get to Jenny and, and Robert. J- uh, J- do you want to uh, leave an email? TJ, Jenny sounds really sweet. She's really sweet, but I bet she got like a, a, a tongue like a whip. We all have. But, uh, <laughs> if she was let, angry. Let me, let, let me uh, Ahmed, yeah. I need to get everybody. Ahmed, make sure everybody tells how to get in touch <laughs> yeah. with them. They you know okay, Ahmed. I'm back to you, Ahmed. We've got a few minutes to get everybody. How, how you can contact no each individual. Each individual. I need an email or Facebook. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, all I don't even know where to start. I mean, I'm so confused now. Right now. <laughs> Final, okay. Um, Doctor Bruce, what's your website? Uh, it, well, uh, you better do it with my email because I have a, a, hundreds of websites. Okay. Um, and, oh, uh, my How email, they get in touch with you? My email is cornetbruce, lowercase, one word, at yahoo.com. Cornet, C-O-R-N-E-T-B-R-U-C-E, at yahoo.com. Okay. Jenny and, and Steve, how do people get in touch with you? 
or wait, wait, I got the right name. <laughs> and Robert. Robert. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny and Robert. Okay. How did get in touch with you? Sorry. I'm um, Go ahead. They contact us. Uh, our email. Well, mine uh, is S and the Sam A R I V is in Victor A L two one four at gmail dot com. And then you want to give yours, Benny? Okay. okay. Uh, S as in Sierra. A R R. I V is in Victor A L two one four at gmail dot com. Excellent. Uh, uh, it's so sweet to hear. It's, it's so sweet. How would, how, how would people reach you? They can't reach me. I don't belong. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not on this planet, Janet. Janet, I'm not on this planet. Yeah, the, you can reach him in the uh, <laughs> message. And a mad painter is the mad painter 13 at yahoo.com. <laughs> reach me by railway. We can reach him and, by piano. And we got you can reach him So we'll reach me. Okay. So, everybody, this will be the end of our YouTube recording. This has been a good show. We're still recording, although it shows we're off. I know how the blog talk works. So, was anybody else wanting to be in contact with Janet Carolusson, a mad painter with Revolution.radio, but a mad painter, a mad. You can always reach him through here to TJ Marcy T Radio. But Janet is Aquarian Radio, A Q U A R I A N Aquarian Radio at gmail.com. Yes. Sorry, say it again. TJ Morris Agency. Aquarian. Janet, tell them again. Aquarian. A Q U A R I A N Radio at gmail.com. Aquarian Radio.com. Okay. And she is a little That's off bar. Great show. It was a good show. There's a lot of people. Normally we'll only have three at the most. I think Janet and Matt and I have decided. But Dr. Bruce Cornett it would be a good one to, for on just one on one interview. And uh we can have Jenny and uh Robert separately or together whenever they want. So everybody right. good job. Well, Mad Bruce, Painter. Jenny and Robert Thank decided you. that, that I, I I'm not allowed to be on there again. They decided like I'm not allowed. <laughs> and Herbo is our class clown. Always is. He's a good, loving creature. He lives in the UK, so we don't get to hear from him very much. Thank you for staying up so late, folks. It's very, very late. Like, what is it, 3 a.m. in the morning for Hiro? So we appreciate your time and effort. Amanda Painter has. How did you know that? Amanda, are you off tomorrow? See you some multitasking. How did you know that? How did you know that was for you? I'm, I'm in the same area as a mad painter. It's 10 o'clock here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, God bless everybody. So thank you, everybody, for having me. God All bless right. love and aloha. And yeah. Have fun with you tonight. Okay. Yeah, so thank you for having us. We're traveling in Washington, United States. 
Je t'adore. À la prochaine. American Communications Online with Thomas R. Becker, Teresa J. Morris, Janet Carol Lesson, Dr. Oh shoot, Bruce, Dr. Bruce Cornett, <laughs> and uh, our newcomers to our extraterrestrial world in radio with T.J. Morris, E.T. Radio, and that is Robert Harbor, H-A-R-B-E-R, and the mother of some famous hybrids, Jenny Vosk. B-A-S-Q-U-E-Z So uh, just get back with us folks We'll make sure you get in contact with anyone That you feel like you have a kindred spirit with Including a mad painter Which is Thomas R. Becker Dr. Bruce Cornett Haro from the UK I, 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 will learn, I will learn to drive a truck if, if <laughs> Next time I come here I don't uh, think that I, was I, the point Drive a truck to buy some gray aliens or something you're going to make people think they have to be a truck driver to have an ET experience. <laughs> I know you don't have to. Don't be a truck Yeah. All right. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Robert and uh, Jenny. We look forward to getting to know you and have you back. Uh, Dr. Bruce, thank what? you for discovering them. And uh, Bruce Cornett, folks, El Paso, Texas. He will be at the next Laughlin uh, UFO event. I don't even know the name of it, uh, but Dr. It's Bruce mega is UFO the MegaCon conference. Yeah, mega mega conference, MegaCon, right? Uh, MegaCon. Um, yeah, UFO mega conference, right? MegaCon. Is that Dr. And, uh, and February? That's in February of 2002, from the 15th to the 22nd. It, it is eight days long. 2002. Are you going back in time? 2020. No. 20. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going back in Boy, time. Boy, I wish it was 2002. Yeah, you have to go back in time. Hello. <laughs> Jenny. You there, Did you Tom? Want to talk? <laughs> Did you want to say something, Jenny, about uh, 2002? Yeah, he said 2002, and I said I wish I was. It was in 2002. I would be four years old right now. I want not to worry about any, doing anything around the house. Well, they say we're all doing it right now anyway, so you probably are and were and is. <laughs> and that's the story <laughs> of the Isbees. <laughs> Folks, we enjoy it. it. You guys are wonderful personalities. Enjoy life. You know, we are the authors of our own life story. And so all of us here are doing our best to not only survive but thrive. And we are sharing our own life stories, so please come back and share yours and let any of us know because we're all in this ET business together, especially Janet Carolesson at AquarianRadio at gmail.com. She is our official calendar book uh, for whatever shows you want. And Dr. Cornett, be glad to have any more of your people from your area of the country. Just uh, get Wonderful. in touch with Janet or I. Right, Dr. Cornett? Right. Right, he's going to we'll be part up. of our ACO Association. Like uh, not only survive, but thrive. I like that. That's, That's right. very nice. I like that phrase. I love you too. Uh, and I love also you. like a, my I, favorite I like interdimensional. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know what these American boys are doing. Like, um, all of them be nice. Normally, I would attack them. But, like, uh, they've all been lovely. Well, I'm so glad you came well, through. The UK and the US has a good interdimensional relationship, folks. <laughs> In every universe. Yeah, we created you, Americans. 
Got over it. <laughs> we corrected you. Oh, you did not. You did not. <laughs> well, Jenny, get to know Hiro. You'll love him. Everybody does. Thank you, everybody. We're wild and crazy. This is a mad painter and Teresa J. Morris and Dr. Bruce Carnett and Janet Carolesson and Hiro and Robert Harbor with a B and Jenny Vasquez. Folks, we got to sign off. Good night. I'm going to play the music so we can get out. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations. Or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only.